Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane and my guest today, Tiffany Bailey. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. So Tiffany and I have a mutual dislike for gluten, but it is for completely different reasons. So randomly, about three weeks ago, I was in Bismarck and I met Tiffany and I had made the comment about my kids being gluten-free and she had asked why. And I told her I had celiac. We keep the boys gluten-free. If you've listened to the podcast, you know the backstory. Um, and she didn't say anything else about it. And then two, uh, two of my sister-in-laws came over and said, did you, did, did you guys talk? Did you, guys, did, you, did you find out about her? Do you know about her? And I was like, what? And they're like, you have to talk to her. And here uh, we have uh, gluten in common, but like I said, for different reasons. So I find it very important to talk to other moms on my show because I think that her story will resonate with some of you and it actually might help some of you. So I am so happy she's here today to share her story. So Tiffany, let's start out by telling me, telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, so I am, I'm a little bit older mom. I'm 39 right now, but I do have three kids. Um, I have a little boy who's five. I have a little girl who is three. And I also have another little boy who is four months and they are my pride and joy. I never thought for a long time that I would even be able to have one baby. And I remember walking out of work one day, crying to one of my friends that, you know, I probably wouldn't have a baby and I would never get to see what a Tiffany and Kevin baby would look like. Mm. And she cried with me. I remember that we were both in tears over that. And I knew, you know, that there were other ways to have a family, you know, via adoption or um, other routes. So I just... I was trying to wrap my head around that um, for a long time, and we really didn't know what we wanted to do. So um, I don't know if you just want me to to start at the beginning. Yeah, of our- I think that's cool. well. First of all, you're 39, so you're still super young 30. because 39 <laughs> is not old. Let's just make sure everyone has that in their head. Yes, I am an older mom, though. Oh, okay, yeah comparatively to um probably some other moms and you know they consider you geriatric at like 33 right okay that's super annoying because with Breck I was 36 and I go in and they're calling it a geriatric pregnancy and I was like uh excuse me and my husband's laughing and I was like you know what I think I'm probably I am likely in better shape mentally physically (laughs) emotionally than you know 23 year olds so don't judge me on my age but anyway (laughs) why they gotta label us like that it doesn't bother me but it's funny when you when you see advanced maternal age on your on all your charting stuff yes so all right so yes let's start from the beginning Okay, so about four to five years before we successfully got pregnant with Noah, our oldest, um, you know, we we tried we we tried just randomly for about a year, and then it was kind of like, well, that isn't working. So um, then we went and did some natural family planning, and we learned that process, and we worked that process for about another year, and it still didn't work. 
So we went to the doctor and the doctor I saw at the time recommended that I learn actually a different type of natural family planning. So we went in, learned a different type of natural family planning and tried that method, which still didn't work. So I went in and saw a different doctor. I can't remember exactly all the the timelines, but we tried everything for a good few months, at least probably six months to see if it would work. Um, And that doctor said, you know, we're going to have to go in and check your fallopian tubes and see if you have like polycystic ovarian syndrome and all of that. So they went in and they did um, an ultrasound first and found that I had endometriosis. I had ovarian cysts and I had PCOS. So it was like the triple whammy basically. And they said, well, this, this stuff is not, um, it's not something that you can ever get rid of. And so they recommended that I start metformin and um, that's actually a diabetic medication for those of you who don't know to try to regulate my cycles. And so I started that and it made me very nauseous. It wasn't, it wasn't a pleasant experience to be on it. Um, And when that didn't work, then they recommended I move on to IUIs. But before I had an IUI, I had to go in and have some dye pushed through my fallopian tubes and surgery to remove my endometriosis. Okay. And what so is I went an in, IUI for everyone? Um, it's an intrauterine insemination. It's where they basically take the male sperm and insert it closer, <laughs> you know, in, to where the eggs would be. So and- everything was timed, you know. Kevin had to go in at a certain time. This was in Bismarck, yes. All right. So I went in and I had this surgery first to put dye through my tubes and to remove my endometriosis, which again, not a pleasant experience. And I went back a week later for an ultrasound and the ultrasound tech asked, you know, you mentioned you should probably have surgery to remove your endometriosis. And I said, well, I did a week ago and she's like oh and then she never said anything else my endometriosis had come back just as bad as it was a week prior like wow what is going on because I had still had cysts they had removed the cysts that they could and so we we were like okay well we're still going to move forward because they had pushed that dye through the, through the tubes and, and they're like, this is supposed to help, you know, these IUIs be more successful. And so we did about six of those. And, and, um, on the fifth one, my nurse practitioner said, you know, usually the most of these we do is six. You can continue trying, but every time you try your chances of it working are decreased. And so we're like, okay, so I think we tried six of those, if I remember right. And then the next step was to do the in vitro. And I do not like needles. (laughs) For anyone who knows me, I don't like needles. And I always say it is a miracle that I have one child, let alone three, because (laughs) needles are not my friend. (laughs) But I really wanted a baby, you know, I just, my heart just ached to have a baby. And, and, um, so I was willing to put myself through, through most of that stuff. And 
when the IUIs didn't work and, you know, you're heartbroken and feeling defeated, you go home and you talk to your husband about what, what next steps you're going to take to try to get a family. And I just wasn't at a place where I was ready for in vitro. And I wasn't at a place where I was ready to go through the adoption process because, you know, I know that can be somewhat heartbreaking also if you're not chosen um, or if a parent changes their mind or whatever, but I know it also can be very rewarding. So we just kind of reevaluated. And at the time, my mom was seeing a chiropractor here in Bismarck and, you know, not to go into my mom's history too much, but she had um, a lot of pain and she was on a lot of pain medication and um, she was basically being diagnosed with different things and they just would continue to put her on different medication. She couldn't sleep at night. Um, she had high blood pressure, she had heart problems, and they just continued to keep putting her on different medications. And the final straw, I think, was when they diagnosed her with fibromyalgia. And she was like, what? I just don't think I have that. And she was telling this chiropractor that and he's like, you know what? He's like, why don't you try going gluten free just for 30 days? Just humor me, go gluten free. And she's like, what? And he said, yeah, he said, just go gluten-free and see what happens. And she's like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, I'm, you know, not pushing you, but just saying. So she's like, okay, she's willing to try because she's pretty much miserable. Right. Mm. You know, she wasn't sick, like in a sense of, you know, upset stomach or anything like that, that you hear maybe like a typical celiac type of um, sin- symptoms. And so she went home and she, she went gluten-free. And after a couple of weeks, I started noticing a difference in my mom. And I was like, what is going on? She, she wasn't taking her pain pills. Her blood pressure was down. Um, she's like, I'm, I'm really starting to feel great. And after a month, just probably a little longer than a month, she was off all of her pain medication. She had been on for years, Sarah. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking like a couple years. I'm wow. talking like 10 to 15 plus years. Her blood pressure started going down. She started sleeping at night. And she's like, you know, if this has this much of an effect to help you get pregnant. And I'm like, but it's changes my mom had. And I was willing to try it. So she goes, you know, they say sugar can also affect stuff like you know inflammation and stuff in your body so I looked it up and I decided to do the whole 30 at that time so I cut out sugar I cut out dairy I cut out gluten I cut out grains I was just gonna basically revamp my entire system and just give it a break that was extreme that's a lot to give up it was a lot to give up but I really wanted a baby and you know what I hear this a lot if you have a strong enough why, you can do anything. If you have a good a reason that is better than anything else that you want, you can do it. Yes. So it, whether it. it's saving money, if you have a reason to save money, you will save money. If you have a reason to lose weight, you will lose weight. If you yeah. have a reason to go <laughs> to go gluten free, if there's something that is more important to you than bread, which a baby was, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I had my reasons. So I stuck to it. 
it and I noticed almost immediately my cycle started regulating. I didn't have the pain that I had associated with my periods previously. I remember there were times I would lay on the floor. I would be in so much pain. And I was like, wow, things are happening like on a normal cycle every 30 days. And in July of 2015, I was like, okay, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. And my mom, we were out at the cabin and she said, this is it. She's like, this is the month. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, this is the month you're going to conceive. And I said, what? I said, what? She's like, I was at the bookstore and she said, I was looking through a book and I happened to come across St. Anne. I don't know if, you know, how religious anyone is, but she's like, and do you know who St. Anne is? I said, no. She said, well, St. Anne is Mary's mother. So Jesus's grandma in, in the Catholic faith, I guess. So um, I said, okay. And she's like, and she is the, the patron saint of conception. I said, okay. And do you know when her, um, her saint day is? I said, when? She's like, July 25th, which is my birthday. Oh my and gosh. I said, okay okay mom okay you you know (laughs) thinking you might be a little crazy but this is really cool story I'll go with it and uh so I I looked up St. Anne and her her uh day was either July 25th or July 26th depending on where you are in the world and so in August I think it was August 10th I took a pregnancy test and I walked outside to wait the, you know, two minutes. I let her little dog out and I came back in and it was positive. I could not believe it. I, and I couldn't wait to tell my mom because she was right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, on my birthday, <laughs> we ended up likely conceiving on this patron saint's day. And my middle name is Anne. Oh my God. I had goosebumps when when, when you said your mom picked up the book, I got goosebumps because I'm like, oh, I'm going to like this yeah. story. And I mean, yeah. I don't know how long a person can have goosebumps, but this is a great yeah. story. So, um, you know, I called my doctor and she couldn't believe it. And when I went in, I told her, I said, you know, I said, I went gluten free. And she was like, really? <laughs> kind of, you know, seems skeptical. And I was like, yeah, I went gluten-free and I said, gosh, my symptoms for all my PCOS and everything is gone. I said, I don't, I don't have any pain anymore with my periods. I said, even things like my knees don't hurt. I said, my joints don't hurt. Um, Sometimes I would have issues with like my head itching. And I said, my head doesn't itch anymore. (laughs) And it was random, the different things that I noticed that I didn't struggle with anymore. And I think when people struggle with something for so long, it just becomes their normal, right? Yeah. And so when it's gone, it's just gone. And you're like, well, I, I didn't know I could, could feel this way. Mm-hmm. So I had no issues. I had a very successful, healthy pregnancy. Um, I, it was April 14th and that was Noah's due date. And I remember going down the stairs of our house and I was like, okay, God, I am ready to have this baby. Like, <laughs> you know, you know how it is when you get to the end, you're like, I- I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if I had a little boy or a little girl. 
And so I walked into the garage. I got in my car. I pulled up to work. I got out of the car and I felt a trickle. And I was like, eh, can't be. <laughs> but I, didn't, I didn't have any contractions. And I walked into work and I visited with this friend that I um, had told you about that cried with me about potentially not having a baby. And after a while, I finally said to her, I said, you know, you have like five kids. I said, how do you know if your water broke? And she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So she, we determined that my water was breaking and, you know, she took me down and, and uh, met, I met my husband and my mom at the hospital and we had our little beautiful baby boy. So when you got pregnant, so you weren't on that any was, medication. That was the first. And then um, nothing, not a thing. It was 100% natural. We, I don't even, we might have still been doing the natural family. And it was easier to, but yeah, no medications. I took myself off the metformin. I was done feeling sick. I was, it, 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 I just didn't like it. And I felt so good. You know, I was working out. I worked out through my entire pregnancy, right up until week 39. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, I'm done (laughs) for this week. But yeah, no, no medications. Literally just cut out gluten because I I eventually add other things back in like dairy and grains and And how how long was the journey from when you guys started, when you wanted to have a baby until you got pregnant? So we tried for about four and a half years. Wow. It only took me seven months from the time I went and did the whole 30. Wow. But for people that don't know, you know, I had spent 30 years, 30 plus years doing damage to my body. So for my body to repair itself in seven months and get pregnant, you know, and carry a successful pregnancy, I feel like seven months seems like it sounds like a lot of time, but it really is a relatively short time in this. So from my understanding, gluten kills the villi in your small in your intestines right and so your body can't absorb the nutrients that it needs and then your body gets inflamed a lot of places which can cause the joint so yeah i basically learned you know a lot of different things about gluten that i had no idea about previously and I just you know I I feel like it affects different people in different ways yeah and it's something that's really good to research and it's not a difficult thing to try so if someone is struggling with you know any amount of issues um even I talked to a girl recently who had they thought she had thyroid issues and it turned out she had a gluten intolerance so it manifests itself in different ways. It does. And I just think people need to be aware of that. And then you had two other healthy pregnancies as well. I did. Yep. 
So about uh, 20 months after <laughs> Noah was born, we had a little girl. Um, we found out just before his first birthday that we were pregnant again. And wow. I was still being pretty good with, you know, keeping the gluten out of my diet. Um, I had to cut dairy because I was nursing Noah and that had um, really affected him. He was very colicky when I had dairy. Um, so I was still eat, eating pretty healthy when I had, when I had conceived um, baby number two. And I had um, a successful pregnancy again. You know, they, they always say once you have your first, it's easier to get pregnant again, which I <laughs> didn't really believe until it happened to me. <laughs> it was, it was a little more, it was a little closer than I had anticipated our children would be, but I was thrilled <laughs> less because, you know, I didn't think I would have one baby, let alone two. Wow. And so I, again, you know, we just, we had a successful pregnancy. Hannah ended up coming three and a half weeks early on Christmas Eve. And I always have to laugh because I love Christmas, but I always tried to avoid any month that would get me pregnant in or have a baby in <laughs> January. Yeah. So I was like, well, isn't this funny? She was due January 16th and we had breakfast in the morning and I was pretty sure my water was breaking. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure. So I called labor and delivery. They're like, come down. I called my mom and I was like, we might be a little late for Christmas Eve presents and stuff. I'm going to go, um, just run down to the hospital quick and get checked out just to make sure. And she's like, okay. So I went down and, and, uh, they tested me and yep. They're like, your water's breaking. You're going to have a baby. And I was like, what? You know, when you're so naive and you think you're going to get pregnant <laughs> the beginning, and then you have all these months where you're just not going to try. So you don't have a Christmas baby. And I thought, well, this is God's joke on me because <laughs> now I have a Christmas Eve baby. And I, th I just think the best part about it is my parents go all out decorating for Christmas. And so, um, that night we were all at the hospital and my whole fam my whole family is there waiting and Kevin's whole family is there waiting um to meet the baby and so we, we were all together on Christmas Eve just celebrating in a little bit different way and the lights didn't get turned on so early that night <laughs> at their house but um, it all worked out and it was just such a blessing. And I, I honestly don't mind having a Christmas Eve baby at all. <laughs> I love it. So, that was God's joke to me, but she is, <laughs> she is a little spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, we, um, you know, we, I don't think we were really trying again, but we ended up after her getting pregnant again. And at that time I I wasn't being as good with my diet because again, I had cut out dairy and, you know, we had, we already had Noah and, you know, life just got busier. So we kind of moved back towards faster convenience meals. And I was, I was super excited to be pregnant. And, um, I just 
kept having thoughts that for some reason that I was going to lose that baby. And I, I didn't know why. And, um, you know, we went in for an ultrasound and they're like, well, we can't find a heartbeat, but you may just not be as far along as we thought. So come back in a week. And, you know, that's miserable (laughs) waiting to find out if everything is okay. And at that time I was eating gluten. Um, and it turns out that we ended up losing that baby. And for anyone who's gone through a miscarriage, it's absolutely heartbreaking thinking about this baby that you could have had. And, um, I ended up having to have a DNC because my body did not do things on its own. And, you know, we were heartbroken. Um, and at that time I decided I I really did want a third. So we tried again. And about a year later we conceived again and I was still eating gluten thinking that, you know, the doctors tell you there's any reason for a miscarriage and it's not your fault. And, all that. So I was pregnant again, went in and it was almost identical situation. I thought I was so far along and they're like, there's no heartbeat or maybe a tiny flutter. They're like, you know, the heart could just be starting up. You're going to have to come back in a week. Mm. So another week went back for an ultrasound and I had also lost that baby. And so in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, you know, is this gluten related? Is it, is it possible that this could be gluten related? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some doctors will, will talk to you more about health and nutrition than others. And um, mine really didn't. And I don't know that they ever believed fully that the gluten thing was the answer for me. I do. I believe it was 100%. Because then I went gluten-free again. I got myself back to being healthy and I got pregnant a third time. And that was with our last baby. And I had a 100% successful pregnancy again when I was off gluten. In April, April of this last, or of this year, we welcomed our third child. And he was, you know, for almost 40 weeks, fully healthy baby. (laughs) Wow. And I think it's hard because cutting out gluten, it sounds simple, but yet it sounds difficult. But I think in the medical world, it doesn't make a lot of sense because it should be a pill or a procedure or a shot or, you know what I mean? Like nothing should be that simple or you shouldn't be able to take care of it at home. Right. Right. And it's amazing. I mean, I'm not downplaying medical by any, any means, because I know that can also help a lot of people, but I really believe that there are a lot of natural things that you can do that will help your body restore itself and help you achieve the things that you want. Mm -hmm. And for me, for me, that's gluten. And I can tell a difference whether I'm trying to get pregnant or not, if I cut that out. Mm -hmm. I said in other ways, whether it's my knees or anything else that, that I can help just feel better. You just feel better. You just feel better when you hear this story. This is a feel good (laughs) story. I love it. And I think that it's going to resonate with people because infertility is a huge issue um, in our world. And it has been for a while. And if someone could change their diet and maybe your doctor hasn't encouraged you to do so, 
now here's a new option for you. I agree. I fully agree. And again, it's, it's not easy. It's not hard, but it's not easy. You, you have to dedicate the time to it just as you would anything else that you want. Anything, anything that's important to you, you are going to dedicate the time to. And that was important to me. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.